This is the Alarm Entourage. Hello and welcome to the Alarm Entourage. I'm Gareth Jones, your host, and welcome to uh, an airport in Nashville. This tour has started, well, we've started travelling, rock and roll hasn't started yet, we've spent the entire day flying in from the UK, a party of us flown from Heathrow into Atlanta, Georgia, sat around for a while while our plane was delayed, uh, the connecting flight which brought us here to Nashville. And there's already a little bit of drama, as Andy Labro, our tour manager, will now explain. Andy, what's the <laughs> shtick with the vehicle? Oh, what's happened? Actually, that might be a good idea not to do that. <laughs> really? Um, oh, oh, not me, just no. <laughs> OK. Well, I'm, yeah, just... OK, we'll come back to this then, shall we? You said you wanted Jeopardy. Yeah. <laughs> we've well, got it to start, start us off. Just what's happened, ride. Jules? Yeah, so we've had a very long flight. We've come over from uh, Manchester and London, bands and crew, really keen and eager because we're quite good at doing this routine. Uh, but the one thing we didn't see happening was to land, where are we now, Nashville. We're being met by our tour bus, uh, the bandwagon tour bus, and we've just discovered that the trailer has come off the bus, rolled into a ditch. Oh, I didn't know that. I knew yeah. that there were issues with the trailer, but it's well, in the ditch. Yes, well, it's now coming out the ditch. And okay. uh, our driver and our bandwagon, which is our destination for this evening, is 200 miles away. So we have hitch problems and trailer problems. Which Good we start to, to the tour. Brilliant. Yeah, you're right. I had this conversation with Jules a couple of weeks ago before the tour started and said, look, this story, it's going to be great. It's going to be a wonderful, exciting tour, but the best bit is going to be where stuff goes wrong. There's going to be this sort of natural variation curve of good stuff and bad stuff. And where it goes wrong... That that's what you pay for, right? That's that's what the excitement's all about. I now wasn't I see ex- where you're coming from, Gareth. Yeah, I didn't agree with you at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, we've had enough ups and downs and glitches and hitches, uh, so I didn't see this one coming. But yeah, I see where you're coming from now. This will add to the drama of the start. Yeah. So okay, what what, what are the options? You've got five hours to kill. We reckon if it's 200 miles away. It's what, four or five hours before it gets here? Yeah, we could go to a restaurant and drink a few beers and have dinner. <laughs> um, or we can go to hotels, we can figure out where to stay. I think our main problem is the transportation. That's why we're such a lover of the tour bus, because we were going to go smoothly, a smooth transition from the airport to the tour bus that would be picking us up outside. And now we have endless amounts of bags and guitars and t-shirts and drum bits and we've now got to figure out if we do go to a hotel and our tour bus isn't coming for some time that's one whole big navigation in itself but but i think from all the years of touring you have to accept that things go wrong yeah yeah if you come out here wanting everything to be perfect yeah. it's never going to happen and it's a mammoth task transporting all these people all these personalities and with so many things that can go wrong it's like the D-Day landings, really, but it's slightly <laughs> more complicated than that. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Andy Labro, the tour manager, feeling the stress. And we're all a little jet-lagged. We haven't slept properly for... What time is it now? Well, it's, it's midnight UK time. It's... What time is it locally? 
about, hang on, check your phone. Check her iPhones. Yeah, six, 6 o'clock. Yeah, and we've been up. Uh, I've lost track since five this morning. We're, we're all very in, in good spirits, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Because we're on tour and we're a gang, and, and it's up to us to not panic. And, don't panic. And I think for me, the litmus paper test I mean, don't get me wrong, this is. Um, a tad irritating, but I always think, oh, could yeah, it could be worse. It, it could be cancer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, only you can it? say yeah. that. Well, yeah, I yeah. can say it as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's I, true, I, isn't it? That's I flew over with Smiley. We had uh, how long was that flight? Nine hours on that flight, Smiles. It was. Uh, it felt like four hours. It was premium economy. Yes. Brilliant. <laughs> Thank I you very much. Recommend it if we ever get offered that again. Yes. Let's take it. This Thank tour is brought much. to you by Virgin. Atlantic. Thank you very much. We yeah. love them, don't we, guys? We had particularly good service from Lisa, the supervisor. Well, that was because she, you were spotted after about 10 seconds of a childhood hero, <laughs> and they gave us free drinks. Yeah. We, 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 had, lots we of only had one each. Oh, yeah, of course. Yes, yeah, one very small bottle of wine. Yeah, I don't yeah. think Gareth and Smiley are absolutely party. hammered right now, the aren't champagne you? at the start. <laughs> yeah, champagne for breakfast. Three anyway. glasses. Yeah. Between. You, you like flying? I don't mind it at all. It's a good, good way to shut off and so much film, read a book. Yeah, it's part of the job. So yeah. embrace it. Yeah, embrace it. Don't mind about it. And you're touring right, right. Well, today it's what July the 16th. Is it today? I can't even. Yeah. Yeah. And fifteenth. Yeah. On the back of this tour, you go out with uh, well, archive. archive again, yeah. don't you? For another fifty shows. Ah, oh, lordy boy. Yeah, I'm home for four weeks between Ooh. now and December. The eight. And I thought Mike Peters was the hardest working money <laughs> show business. Seconds. Seconds to drama. Yeah. But where is James? Aren't we missing a guitarist bass player for this band? He's in first class. <laughs> James, James headed out to America a few days before it. Okay. To, to his uh, apartment in Los Angeles, California. <coughs> because he's um, an international... Swinger. Swinger. Can we, call, can we call him that? He's got an apartment in LA. He, he rents. Has. So. has he? No, no, he doesn't rent. He lives there Get half out. the year, yeah. He's, um, he's what's known he's in the an international... as a dark horse. <laughs> yeah. How much is certain? We love James, but he's heading our way now, so I'm sure he'll be delighted by the turn of events. He might be a bit grumpy as well. <laughs> I think we're going to find out a lot about the personality of the members of this band as we spend oh, how many days together? Eight weeks together. And uh, the de facto leader of this gang is not necessarily Andy, the troubled tour manager, but Mike Peters. Mike, it's got off to a good start, mate, hasn't it? It's a great start. We're in Music City, but we haven't got any musical equipment. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Uh, that's the, these are the things that, that happen when you arrive in America. It's uh, it can be there's a lot of jeopardy sometimes. When there's a lot of moving parts all coming together at one destination, and we've got equipment coming from Indianapolis via Wisconsin, and uh, the trailers come off the truck, but and there's Hurricane Barry to contend with. So it, it's uh, part of the course, really. It's what happens when you start in a tour. The, lo- you, the logistics of a tour, like this you know you've you've made the journey with two guitars is that right you've got one no you've got one on your back two two in the hole two guitars yeah yeah. and 
the drums and the backline, the amps, uh, are all being supplied by a rental company. In no, to be honest, we own backline in America. You own it. We own here? our own backline and we store it up in uh, in Wisconsin. Oh. And uh, we have we have a we we, we just we, we just bring just very personalised equipment between Britain and America: guitars, foot pedals, effects, different things that because we run a quite a unique um, ensemble these days. We use bass pedals. We, we we're almost like the Doors. You know, we do, we have we have all kinds of combinations of who can play what on stage. Yeah. Uh, and so James Stevenson, who, who's uh, arriving here independently from Los Angeles, he he's at the sort of Ray Manzarek of the band. You know, and he'll do bass pedals, bass guitar, and guitar. Uh, and all kinds of things, and uh, and then I run loop stations. So we we carry certain amount of uh, equipment that that's uh, unique just between the two continents, really. But our basics: drums, amps, all the heavy stuff, keyboards, all that is all out here uh, permanently. But we we're sponsored by Pearl Drums. So, um, but we're going to Pearl tomorrow uh, here in Nashville. One of the reasons to start here in Nashville was that we're going to visit some of our music sponsors like Pearl because we're picking up a new drum kit for the tour that's colour coded to, to reflect the silver look of the Sigma album uh, we're meeting up with um, with Honer as well because they look after all my harmonicas so so there's a, a lot of reasons to come to Nashville and uh, and as always when you're trying to put a big operation together some things go wrong and they've gone wrong today but it, it'll be all fixed by tomorrow and we'll be on stage at uh, the Mercy Lounge and things will be happening now the Mercy Lounge kit is a rescheduled gig to replace something at an event that you missed previously is that right have no, I misunderstood this no 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 the Mercy Lounge was just we put it as a one off event before the main tour starts where we're joined by Modern English and Gene Loves Jezebel uh, I, I felt it was important that we got one gig under our belts when it was just the alarm so we can get up to speed get plugged in make sure all the equipment's 100% because uh, we're trying to run this tour uh, in a sense that we can share a lot of the equipment because we're all good friends in the bands and, and it seemed pointless having three road crews for three bands who get along so well so we wanted to have one crew to integrate across the three bands use as much equipment that we can double up on them and we basically said look we've got most of the equipment in the alarm it lives here in America so we, the, the modern English Gene Loves Jezebel can, can use our gear James Stevenson straddles two bands he's in Gene Loves Jezebel and the alarm so it's going to be quite an incestuous little group for the next eight weeks and uh, so yeah Nashville was just our chance to get up and running without um, having to have uh, the distraction of all the other musicians waiting to, for their to their sound check let's make sure all the alarms equipment's working we're up to speed as a band then we can integrate the others and it gives us a chance to uh, just to this is our pre-season yeah yeah exactly your pre-season warm-up your, your uh, prologue yeah and, like. and it just meant uh, as well we could then go to Memphis on on the way to Austin uh, where we could do a really good launch for the tour uh, we can have your good self as a tour presenter uh, on on screen and blasting out around the world and and invite the fans into uh, Sun Studio you know the birthplace of rock and roll and, and we can have a bit of fun and uh, and see what 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 uh, we can unleash on America for this tour because that's the whole idea is to to do something different and and when you take risks and try to do something very different strange things happen 
<laughs> and not, not least of all, trailers falling off trucks, but strange things will happen on the tour. Musically, you reckon? Oh, of course, because it's uh, we're in uncharted territory on this this one. Uh, all, all the 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 ambition for the tour is is. Uh, common across all the three bands we're all bands that still make new music and we've got a history that weighs heavy on our, on our past and our, on, on, on the expectation and of course we're going to meet that expectation but, but we're, we want to see where the future lies as well and, and, and we've just got a new album out that's like just gone into the chart number one in the UK it's in the top 200 out here in America and uh, we've been keeping the conversation on the alarm alive for a long time it started mm. with our Equals album just over a year ago uh, and before that a year before that we were on the Vans Warp Tour and, and we're still continuing that conversation of re-establishing the band in America with a younger audience and that's what's coming through with all the social media activity that we're embroiled in these days is that, that uh, that's where our future lies in a way it's not looking backwards it's looking deep into the future and engaging with our audiences that, that are yet to discover the alarm really You're a band with a heritage but you're not a heritage act no I think that's a true saying we've always got you know I live in the future I'm always like planning the next moves and thinking about where we're going to be in two years time because it's all part of a narrative that that started in 1981 for the alarm with unsafe building but but, I mean even that that narrative that started in 1981 that's our official biography but that was really to hide a multitude of sins in our formative bands starting with the toilets and then 17 And, and really the story of the alarm begins in 1977 and continues to this very day and will continue beyond because it has a life of its own because it has an audience that 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 can control the direction of the band as much as as i can because i'm always responding to what what the audience give back and and i'm also then pushing back at them with new challenges musically and how do we incorporate our history into the the modern era and and give it the respect it deserves and also the the freshness to, to and the does it has it can it stand up with our new material can our new material stand up with our classics that's always the the challenge for any band and, and, and I, I feel really gr- confident when we walk out on stage and play songs from sigma and equals or anything we've created uh, that it, it stands up to the heritage and the history of the band as well but it also most of the alarm shows i've been to in the last uh, 15 years maybe 20 years yeah okay all the alarm shows I've been to in the last 30 years have been in the UK. I don't think I've seen you outside the UK oh, since 1985. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, the gathering, you know, you get people uh, who know every nuance of every song, and whatever you play, they're keen to hear it. They're familiar with it. They've heard it before. A tour in America is a very different thing, isn't it? You're playing to a different demographic as an audience. You're playing, playing to people who might not be as familiar with the new stuff as the UK fans. That's, 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 a, that's risky, isn't it? It's, it's, uh, it's true, but I think the uh, US audiences of the last... Certainly the last three years, when, um, when I 
relapsed from leukemia in 2015 and was placed on this new drug which I carry around with me now that, that, the, it, the, that trial drug idololacid liberated me from being in hospital every three weeks for treatment so from 2016 we could come and tour America for 12 weeks which yeah. we did in, in that year and, yeah. uh, and, and, and so American audiences have rediscovered the alarm for what we are today um, and, and we've re- they've really embraced what we do it's very euphoric shows yeah. uh, but we also have to be um, adaptive to each scenario because America is such a vast continent there's to be truthful there's not a lot of difference between playing Manchester and Liverpool apart from the obvious rivalries but they're still British cities 26, 27 miles apart uh, and then you go from Manchester across to Leeds or Sheffield and, and a lot of those people travel with you because those shows yeah. aren't far away yeah. it's not the same here in America the distances between the shows are vast you get discrete audiences who They're have different experiences different. and so yeah. sometimes in, in the last few years we, I've walked into the rooms and thought oh, this is an audience that, that they, not, they haven't seen the alarm for ages you know we're going to be playing Oklahoma in a few days well we haven't played there probably since 1983 when we were there with you too yeah, when there. you were there yeah, yeah Norman yeah. Oklahoma yeah yeah in fact and uh, so that's going to be a very different show to playing the alarm in New York where they've been with us every year and seen all the transformations and the changes so I think in that situation maybe we have to go in there and just remind people of what the alarm's all about first and then build to the next show and uh, and, and that, it's different when we go to play in San Diego the audience know what we're all about so they'll be up for what we're doing with the new album more so than Oklahoma so we, we I, I, I really pride the alarm now and our, and, and our musicianship and the, the, the adaptability of the band that they can go with the flow yeah. and they know that when, when they're up on stage I might say this is the way we're going tonight in mid-set and they don't and I'll just shout them out and go right next bang this one and uh, because I think you have to be reactive um, you've got to be especially yeah. in, in a country as vast as America where things the landscape changes from minute to minute yeah well it's an interactive thing isn't it because people sing along because people want to sing along sometimes they want to you know you get a response to a track that was different to what you're anticipating Absolutely. that means what you do next is different that's right and America is so vast that in Britain if you have a hit record everyone hears it mm. it's, a, it's a hit on the radio in Britain and everyone hears the same radio station well here every city is like Britain so yeah. you might have a song that's been played on the radio in Oklahoma that wasn't played anywhere else and then same for San Diego they might have their big songs on the radio by the alarm yeah and it could be The Stand, and it could be 68 Guns. But then we might go and play in Dallas, and it could be Sold Me Down the River that's the big song in that territory. And, and my job is to make sure I, I'm receiving that energy and, and aware of it before we get on the stage so we don't miss the, that connection that, that might be there, that, that is, has been defined by history. How do you find out what songs are popular in what town, then? Via the radio stations? Do you have dialogues with DJs or pluggers? What? Play them all. <laughs> I think that's a good answer right um, I don't know if you heard there was a buzz in a, minute, a moment ago the belt has just started moving which means that hopefully our equipment 
is arriving on the belt. I don't know if you've been to Nashville. They call it Music City. It really is Music City in the time that we've been standing here. I've noticed innumerable people going past with flight cases and guitars. I hope they're not carrying our stuff. This is the Alarm Entourage. I'm Gareth Jones. Stay with us. There'll be more of this soon. If the truck turns up...